0: You're listening to Basha, and this is Leigh Link on Joy 94.9, coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And thanks to The Locker Room for sharing all things sport for this week. On tonight's show, I'm joined in the studio with Ella Hooper, one of Australia's rock music singers and songwriters. Most of you would be familiar with Killing Heidi, which she fronted with her brother Jess. She is here tonight to talk about her new single, and you will, you'll also hear exclusively on this show later on, Wild Stallions, and she'll also talk about her forthcoming album, In Tongues. Welcome to Lay Link, Ella Hooper. Hi, thanks for having me. Hello. Hi,
2: this is Ella Hooper. You're listening to Lay Link with Basha on JOY 94.9.
0: Send me a text on 0427 JOY 949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And we'll be right back after a few songs and messages. You're listening to Basha and this is Leigh Link on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onairatjoy.org.au. Now I'm joined in the studio tonight with Ella Hooper. Most people would know you and your brother from the brand Killing Heidi. Please excuse me because I'm a little starstruck to be in that <laughs> same room as you because you know you're like music royalty you know you've graced the cover of Rolling Stone magazine now that's pretty cool and you've even won several Arias. What is one of the highlights of your Killing Heidi days?
2: I mean, oh, well, that's very nice of you to say, but you shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be starstruck. I'm such a dog. I've been really lucky to have, you know, to have that career behind me and to have those days. It's hard picking a highlight, Basha, because there were so many. I think, you know, playing the Big Day Out was something I always wanted to do yeah. and I got to do it twice and I got to work my way up to the main stage at Big Day Out. I mean... Some of the times we had overseas as well were pretty crazy. We toured a lot. We tried to kind of do the states and crack the states. And even though we didn't crack them, I had the best time of my life, you know, trying to. And some of the road trips we did over there were just, you know, unforgettable as well.
0: Yeah, I know. See, America's sort of, everyone says, you know, you've got to crack America. Mm. But even just that little bit, it's just for us, I think it's just fun.
2: It, it was so much fun. It was so, <laughs> and we did have little pockets where it really worked and took off. For some reason, it was really quite good in Portland, Oregon. It really worked. Okay. There a lot of college towns. But yeah, I mean, I was happy just to have a go. <laughs>
0: I'm always happy just to have a go. All right. So you grew up in a small country town and your parents encouraged you to pursue songwriting. How has their support helped you? Oh,
2: it was instrumental. I'm, I had the opposite. Most kids had these parents going, no, you should focus on getting a real job you know one that's going to make you money one that's going to be stable whereas mine were the complete opposite they were like would you like a guitar for Christmas would you or would you like a violin would you like a tambourine or would you like from day one I think they were trying to coerce my brother and I into being musicians probably for their own entertainment because we did live in a pretty isolated area and we had a piano and we had you know a fantastic record collection so I'm just like look they would drive us to gigs when I was underage they would drive us all the way to Melbourne from where we live you know to well over two and a half hours away up in the mountains in the Strathbogie Rangers, they'd be like, right, well, if you've got a gig in the city, we'll drive you there and drive you back. <laughs> they were just fantastic.
0: So your, your mother was a, a drama teacher, is that mm-hmm. correct, yes? Yes, so they, I got a bit of
2: that me too. <laughs> so acting, huh? <hey>? Yeah, <laughs> a
0: little bit, yeah. So we'll see you on the, on the silver screen soon? Maybe, maybe. Oh, mm-hmm. look, I'm, you know, it's definitely something I'd like to try. <laughs> okay, we're putting that out there, people. Yeah, yeah, anyone, anyone <laughs> casting agents, go for it. <laughs> yeah, just avoid the casting couch, But Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll skip that bit. Surely <laughs> I don't have to do that, right? Come you on. Know, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so are you a country girl or are you a city girl at heart? What do you prefer? I'm 50-50.
2: I'm I'm split down the middle, unfortunately, because, and I'm always going to want both. This is a bit of a thing with me. And now I'm never going to know where I truly want to be because I was actually born in Melbourne, born in the city. We moved to the country when I was three. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of only remember growing up in the country, but then I pretty much moved back to the city when Killing Heidi became successful when I was about 17, 18. So I only had about 17 years in the country and I'm 30 now. So we're looking pretty even Stevens (laughs) and I love both. Yeah
0: sort of good to sometimes just go into the country and just relax and then come into the city and just get that stress and go okay I I can escape. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah that's why I need both because I get so wound up in the city and I love it for all the cultural you know opportunities but then when I go to the country I just feel so I feel more me you know I feel like there's a different level or a different kind of pace you go into which is a bit more no subdued and creative it's good for the creative Times. Yeah,
0: well you've got sort of more of the gigs and things happening in the, in Melbourne, you know you yes. can pretty much pick a, a venue and just go, you know let's go watch a live gig.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just love that, like Melbourne especially is an incredible city for being mm. a museo in, or just any lover of the arts can just have a ball in Melbourne.
0: I know, it's one of the things I, I missed when I, I moved away for a few years, it was like, oh you know, you can just go here to a bar and you can just listen to live music, and yep. you don't even pay a cover charge, you just walk in okay. and sometimes, and they can be really, really good artists. Exactly
2: <laughs> I think they yeah, the general level of the t- Talent here is really high. You don't even really need to double cross check the street press. You just can go out on any given night and find something great.
0: And if you don't like it, you go to the bar next door. Go right next door. Keep moving <laughs> down the street <laughs> until you're done. <laughs> what was it like winning Album of the Year in the ARIA Awards?
2: It was a huge compliment. Just a crazy. I mean, I have often thought that that was a bit premature. Like I, I honestly think we were. You know, we definitely had our thing going on, and mm. Killing Heidi came out with a bang. The ARIA Awards always seemed. Someone always seems to win in a landslide. And that was our year to just win, 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 win. I think there were other albums that year that were probably just as deserving, if not more deserving. But yeah, we had the magic juice that year.
0: (laughs) I think people like something that that challenges them. So a new sound or a new thing. And I think that's what you guys did at that time. And it was... You know, because I remember listening to that going, oh, wow, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like Aussie rock and that that kind of raw feel. And it was like, yeah, I like this. It was. (laughs) It was
2: punky pop. Yeah. And I think you're so right. You you just said like it's the new, the shock of the new. So I think when you come out, it's a really strong time for that everyone sits up and pays attention to you. (laughs) And, And luckily it was positive attention. It was celebrated.
0: Does that put any pressure on your next releases? And does that pressure come from yourselves to try and match that? Or does it come from like your record company or executives? your managers and things like that to say, okay, you have to you have to match that again? I
2: think it, yeah, I think you can succumb to that pressure. It definitely gets inside your own head, you know, mm. once you've been very successful to try and recreate that for for everyone. I mean, for my manager, for my record company, for myself. But as I've gotten older... I've really tried to let go of that because I think it's almost impossible to catch lightning in a bottle twice. You know, I've had that incredible experience of being that band that everyone was looking at and talking about for, you know, a six to 12 month period. and I don't really need that again. What I want to do now with my new solo stuff is just make stuff that I'm really happy with. Mm. And it might connect with a smaller audience because it's pretty niche. But I'll be happy with that. If it can just find the audience that love that music, then I'm, I'm happy. It doesn't have to kind of, you know, win our ears and go top ten.
0: That's fair enough. So you and your brother seem to work really well together musically. Any sibling rivalry?
2: Hmm. Well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> do you try to outdo each other? <laughs> oh, we're very close. We're really close. And we've always gotten along very, very well, apart from one or two incidents where he may have pushed me down the stairs or, you know, <laughs> and I may have done some horrible stuff to him. But generally, we get along really well. And we'd love to turn, kind of do some more riding together in the future. We've taken a bit of a break from working together just to try something different because We've pretty much been songwriters together since I was 13 and we only just took the break like last year. So that's a long time working is a together. a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think we've deserved our break and we're enjoying that but already we're talking about, you know, what we can do next
0: together. Siblings are good but sometimes you just want that distance. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. Just go away for a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Come back. Just
2: until the heart grows
0: fonder again. Yeah. <laughs> totally. When it comes to performing, do you prefer like the big gigs or like the big day out, or do you prefer something sort of, you know, like a small, grungy little bar somewhere where you've just got that, where you can really just reach out and touch the audience? You know, they're right there. You can see the back row.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I've been doing a lot more of these days in those intimate gigs. And they are tougher, you know. I actually find it easier to lose my inhibitions when there's a massive crowd and. I find that less nerve-wracking. There's a bit more anonymity. You're not sure who's there, where they are. I mean, I'm pretty short-sighted anyway, so I don't <laughs> see the whole crowd of people. But when it's one of those intimate, grungy club gigs that you mentioned, I get a lot more... It's a lot more intense. I get a lot more nervous. But then when it's a good one it's the best of all, like it's the best feeling when you do have eye contact with people in the front and third row and you know that there's only like 200, 300 people in that room having that experience with you. I really love that. So at the moment, that's my favourite.
0: Yeah, because you can sort of feel the the energy from them as well because yes. they're probably singing along and dancing and you can actually see everyone, whereas in those big venues you've got those lights pouring down yeah. on you and you probably see nothing beyond what, row three?
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky to even get to row three. It's just <laughs> like those lights. Pew, and then that, then you can go into your own kind of private performance space but I really do like connecting.
0: All right. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair joy.org.au. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now tonight I'm joined in the studio with Ella Hooper from, of course, as we all know, Killing Heidi. Do we even have to mention (laughs) that? And other
2: things. And of course other things.
0: Yes, you know, you've got a solo career, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But you had a, you know, you're a musician. Music's a very important part of your life. And, you know, let's go back to 2004 you know, you're being told that you have a cyst on your vocal cords. What does that do to you, you know? That's your main livelihood. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And my passion and my job and my whole, you know, form of expression. Yeah. Well, it was. it's pretty stressful. I've, I've had a few ups and downs with my vocal cords and we call it in the biz vocal health. <laughs> my vocal, and I've, I've spoken to a lot of athletes about this as well and it's funny, you have something that you love and something that you focus on most of your life mm. and then it becomes also the problem the biggest problem like if you have an injury it very quickly becomes the bane of your life and you you're trying to kind of cope and trying to think how am I going to work how am I going to make money when I've got this downtime? so I ended up having to have surgery yeah some surgery on my micro surgery so it's not as gory as it (laughs) sounds you know no one no one actually cuts your throat open they do it with micro tools and it was very successful and I've been kind of aware of it ever since but yeah that was pretty terrifying at the time and it's something I'll constantly have to watch.
0: Yeah, of course. Because I'm thinking of, you know, Julie Andrews had something yeah. similar and she's now no longer allowed to sing. I know. Which is, that's
2: what that's what I was afraid of, Pasha <laughs> I was like, just don't Julie Andrews me. I think I might have said it to the surgeon and the anaesthetist. I was like, you just be careful in there. And it does cross your mind. What if they slip or what if something happens? What if there's an earthquake while they're operating? <laughs> just what if, you know? I would be such a unhappy camper if I could never sing again. And my voice has changed. It's definitely not the crystal clear kind of piercing voice. Voice that I had as a 14, 15 year old recording mm. reflector, you know, Killing Heidi. Yeah. It even changed to the third Killing Heidi record and now it's very different. It's much more breathy and earthy. But I, can't, I, look, I like it like that. It's, it reflects who I am now.
0: But doesn't your voice, like your vocal cords, not naturally develop as as you mature? Anyway, they do. So they your change. voice will change slightly over time. Mm-hmm. So that could be the reason that you've got this 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 great voice now. Yep, you know, and it's slightly changed because of you know because. Yeah. You, were, you were a teenager back then. Yeah, it was nowhere
2: near developed. It was nowhere near, the vo- you know, a finished growing voice. I mean, mm. you, you can hear it when you hear young people speak. They sound different. They sound higher and they sound, <laughs> name, 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 sometimes not very in a pleasurable way. <laughs> Anyone stuck on a tram full of teenagers will attest. But Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I, I do agree with that one. I work at a university. Sometimes ah. I can just want to close the door and go, go away. <laughs> Take it down a notch. <laughs> it's like, shh. <laughs> During the recovery process, did you find that, you know, you were probably doing a lot more reflection? Were you writing at that stage? or you just kept away from music or how did you keep yourself sane
2: um that's a good question (laughs) good question i don't know i i'm always writing here and there Mm. i kind of write when the mood takes me or when something stressful happens so i probably was writing because i probably would have been you know a bit concerned and worried and I wrote but I couldn't sing so I think I probably got into my creative writing and my poetry and I don't just write lyrics. I I also like to just write random. I mean I'm not even sure what it is but I I have some writing up on a blog. It's kind of like long form poetry or short short stories or something so I think I probably probably switched my inspirations over to that for a while
0: because yeah I just find that very challenging if I couldn't do something that was for me very integral to my life yeah and how I would deal with that because I just I just can't imagine it I just it's, you know it, it makes you question
2: well it makes you question all sorts of things it makes you go well what am I without this like do I have any other skills and am I, am I valid in any other ways and it, it is pretty weird like I definitely have was a period of self-reflection and, and examination at that time you know when I was still pretty young
0: so how has your music style changed over the years? So you said sort of, your voice has, has changed, but are you now sort of experimenting with different sounds and are you ready to sort of take that plunge and go, you know what, let's just see how this works? Or
2: Yeah, that's right. It's a plunge. I mean, I plunged into being a solo artist after a long time of kind of pushing it away. Mm-hmm. I, I was a bit apprehensive to go solo. Like I felt like it meant I was... I just felt a bit weird about it. You know, I didn't feel like I was a solo artist kind of person. I was a rock chick. I was a band leader. I was a front woman. But I wasn't like a Gwen Stefani going solo. I would rather be in the No Doubt forever. But then something happened. I got a little bit older, sat returned, you know, Saturn returning this astrological phase. And I just went, nah. I have to do a record that's just under my name. And I want it to be quite different from anything that I've done. So I found a new collaborator and found a whole host of new sounds to kind of use.
0: So do you have the same sort of backing band or do you mix that up as well or how does that work?
2: I'm mixing that up a bit too. Like um, the players I've been playing with over the last couple of months aren't the ones from the record. I had different boys and girls play with me on the record. I found a few different people to tour with and now I'm looking at some other electronic musicians to kind of collaborate with to do a, a kind of almost like a stripped back electronic Slash acoustic version of what I've already done, so definitely playing around with it because I'm I am free to. So yeah, that's been interesting too.
0: Yeah, because I was just saying to you earlier, I've been humming. You know, your song high-low all day. Yay, good. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I could just hear that, you know, with sort of an acoustic version, even with like violins. I can hear it in my head with these violins, like strong violins in the background. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) I think think there are some strings in there, in the mix, but obviously when you're listening to the
2: finished, produced one, there's a lot in there. So, yeah, I can't wait to strip it back too, Vasha. That's what I really (laughs) enjoy doing is having the song in a stripped-back format. That's when you tell if the song's really good or not, whether it stands up in that in that way or if it just falls down without the production.
0: Yeah, because sometimes when they have these overproduced songs, you sort of sit there and think how much of that is actually yeah. the person's actual voice. And mm-hmm. when you hear people, some people live, you go, okay, that wasn't their voice. <laughs> yes, and some, it's incredible, isn't it? They yeah. sound exactly like their CD and you think, oh, they're, ta- they're miming. <laughs> uh, a bit too much. Either they're too good or, yep, they're miming. I know, I like that. Like when you see someone like Pink, I like the fact that, you know, she'll be hanging from upside down and you can hear this the change in her tone, in her voice because yeah. the fact is that she's t- her yeah. diaphragm and she can't hold those notes the way she does when she's standing and it's great because you it know – she's singing live.
2: Of course she is. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, talk about, you know, <laughs> talented, like doing it, just hanging upside down. I don't even think I could do it whilst jumping up and down on the spot
0: anymore. But so good on Pink. <laughs> I know, because you just watch her and you just think, oh my God, she can really just do that. You yeah. know, And even like Gwen Stefani, I saw her in concert here and she just ran off stage and started running around the crowd while still singing. Amazing. And the security guards were running to try and catch her. <laughs> and I was just sitting there laughing, going, see, this is what I want to hear. That's You know, even if it's a big venue, they can still give you that. They can feel it. They can give you that feel that that they're sort of close to you because they just go, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever. Going to do whatever. (laughs) And keep it real,
2: keep it raw. And and those ladies definitely know how to sing, you know, and and they don't mind, as you said, showing their real voices. And real voices do change and you miss some notes and you get puffed and you miss a lyric. That's better than having a perfect lip sync, I reckon.
0: Yeah, but that's why it's good to have the audience know the songs because then they can take over for you, you know. Make them do
2: the work. I like it. Yes, Yes, good, good. I've
0: seen a lot of people do that, you know, and then it's just easier because you know we're creating the voice and if we miss the note you can say oh guys that was a bit off me and not say that it was you, you
2: know? the old blame the crowd trick i
0: love yes, it exactly and say oh guys we have got to try that again one more time while you're going catching your breath you? Maybe you shouldn't have run around the stage that <laughs> <Yes. might. laughs> All right, so you're listening to Basha and this is Laylink on Joy 94.9. If you go to the homepage right now, so if you go to joy.org.au and on the right-hand side of the screen, you will see the Leigh Link banner. Click on this and connect with us via social media. Or you can download the podcast or send me an email at Leylink at joy.org.au out of Laylink hours to just send me questions, just tell me that you love me, you know, just that kind of stuff, you know. We'll be right back after these short messages.
2: Hey, this is Ella Hooper and this is my brand new single, First Spin. It's Wild Stallions. You're listening to Lay Link with Basha on Joy 94.9.
0: Listening to Basha And this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now you've just listened to Wild Stallion. That is the new single, the brand new single that is yet to be released. It's like a ex ultra exclusive on, on Joy. Thank First you very spin. much for that. Yes, thank you so much for having me play that. And I hope you all enjoyed it, because I've been humming that one. For the last few days yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm
2: so glad. That's uh, that's good feedback for a songwriter. If they're catchy, that's good.
0: Yeah, I know. That's how I know, you know, like I know I like a song because I can listen to it once and if I can walk away and I'm still remembering lyrics and, and melodies, then I go, that's a good song. Good, thank you. <laughs> yes. You know, you're in the shower and it's like, what am I humming? Oh, Wild Stallion. Okay, let's go with that. Good. I mean, the shower is, yep,
2: yeah, the shower shower songs that pop to you in the shower is You know, they kind of direct your day, I reckon. Whatever you start the day singing influences your mood.
0: It does, and that's why I try to sing a song because sometimes you listen to the radio and they, they put some song on and then you're like, oh, I'm going to be bothered by this pesky song all day, mm-hmm. quickly got to change it up. Yeah, you have to flush <laughs> it out with something you do want. You know, and that's, that's where it's good to have another song. So you've got a uh, forthcoming album, In Tongues, due for release. When exactly is it to be released?
2: We don't actually have a firm date, I'm sorry. We keep <laughs> moving it around. It to the It's driving my fans crazy, but we are just looking for the right time basically because I'm independent so there's no one kind of telling me when to release it. So yeah. I'm waiting for the right time waiting for a few more things to kind of stars to align okay and then we'll get it out either later this year or very early next year is it actually
0: finished? So are you still actually tweaking uh, it? Well, I have been tweaking it. I have
2: been tweaking it still, but I think I'm hands off now.
0: Yeah, until I think. until yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> she says as she looks up in the corner, going, hmm. maybe one more thing. That yeah. song actually, yeah, It was one of those shower songs, wasn't it? You were sitting to put it in there. Yeah, you put this humming mm-hmm. thing, going, oh, that'll work. Let's make a song out of that. I tell you, it is so hard to stop. It is. So how do you you write a song? How do you do that? Do you just just inspire How long does it take you usually to write a song? Well, it
2: depends. I mean, the the idea, the main idea for a song will come very quickly. I think we'll get a line or a melody, mm-hmm. which is the main kind of hook of the song, yep. either the chorus line or the opening lines. And from that, you have to kind of tease it out like a knot. You know, there's a clump of inspiration in there and you have to kind of tease out all the little bits that could be good, you know. Yeah. And you discard some bits. You're like, oh, that's not as good as I thought. All that's <laughs> like that. that line's crap and you just get rid of that until you've got the full product. And usually can take anything from 20 minutes to two days you know if it's not coming out properly after two or three days or coming back to it after two or three weeks you know a little bit at a time I tend to just forget about it so it usually has to happen within 20 minutes to two days. 20 minutes? It can be that quick it can be that you can sit down sometimes pick up your guitar and just out comes the song as is, like a but stream then, of consciousness. Okay, but
0: then no, no words, I guess, because that would come later. Or you just No, the words
2: come too. The yeah, whole thing. If you're in the right mood and if you're in the right headspace, you can sit down and sing a song that's never been written before. It just comes right out of you. So you have like recording devices? Yes, I, I do. All the time. I have, I've always got my iPhone at the ready too and it's full of highly embarrassing song ideas. That means some, some of the words Also, oh, if might you lose absolute, your phone, you oh, could be oh, devastated. It'll be horrible. <laughs>
0: Someone will be... <laughs> I hate to think. So what kind of sounds and, and, and you know, genres can we s- see on the new album? Because I'm listening to a few songs and we're going sort of rocky, then we're sort of going, I guess you'd call Mody. high-low, yeah, yeah, moody alternative.
2: Yeah, definitely. Raw. Mm-hmm. Raw. Sp- I'm calling it like spiky, angsty pop, like da- dark <laughs> pop. I mean, I think it's still catchy, as you were saying, like you still can hum along to it, but it's it's a moodier palette. It's from a bit of a personal, introspective place, but there's also some rocky moments too where I'm getting a bit more outward you know throwing the energy out again basically it's a record about coming to terms with change Mm -hmm. and changing within yourself becoming more powerful it's a bit more it's a bit more sexual like it's it's owning a lot of those more mature energies as you turn from a girl into a woman and sometimes that's kind of aggressive and powerful so that's that's what i'm looking at with this album
0: yeah, see, I like those sort of those you know those albums that that make you question and and you listen to an album, you think, oh yeah, I can relate to that, and just certain songs trigger memories, and you think, oh yeah, I was going through a really hard time, and then mm-hmm. this song really helped me to to move through that. And yeah, I like those kind of yeah the motivational albums. They're, yeah, they're the ones that I'll always turn to, when I always yes. have certain artists and certain songs that I will just. Click on because I'm like yeah I just need that bit need of need that Oof. pep or, yeah. or a reminder of that hard time and figure out how I got through it and totally. yeah associating that with music is so much better it
2: does doesn't <laughs> it I mean I remember jagged, jagged little pill Alanis Morissette when I was a teenager and I was such an angsty you know you're just so frustrated and crazy when you're a teenager and that album was brilliant it came out and just put all these words to these feelings that i couldn't yet articulate and i mean i'm hoping maybe this album can do that for some other people going through their own jagged little pill kind of moments
0: yeah because she went sort of to that that extreme with that album and then the ones after that were really much softer and nicer because yeah,
2: that's what she was going through yeah, then. so i'm sure like, yeah. I'll, yeah maybe that'll be me i'll go to india <laughs> next so
0: i'm gonna head off to india and do a chill out album <laughs> a lot of you know chimes and mm-hmm. things yep some yoga meditation yeah sounds good actually That might actually work. (laughs) I think there's a market for it, for sure. See, yes, see, you cross markets. I'm sure India's a very good market. (laughs) And I'll bring it back here and then everyone can chill. Exactly. You know, we've had a thing. Any surprises you can share on the album? Ooh. Something we're not expecting? Let me think. (laughs) Well... There is one track
2: at the very end, which is there's only one song on this album that I worked with Jesse, my brother, on, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we said we're taking a big break from it. <laughs> it's going to be my solo album. It's going to be all about me. There's one little track at the very end that's E Hooper, J Hooper written, and I love it a lot. It's called Last Rights, mm-hmm. and it's about Violet Town, the town we grew up in. It's quite kind of, it's almost like a
1: uh, a
2: kind of a dark lullaby. And it's very soft. It just has guitar and vocal, which is very different from the rest of the record. We were saying off <laughs> yeah, air about how, yeah. di- how diverse the record is. That's its quietest moment and I really love that song.
0: How long have you been working on this album?
2: A couple of years. Yeah, wow.
0: maybe two years now. Is that, is that normal? Because that seems like a long time to me, but that's probably not actually... That's probably a normal time frame to make an album right yeah it's really very
2: it's really varied they're like movies I don't know sometimes I was talking to a director friend about it you know that movies take years and and sometimes it's the script is in development for years before the movie actually gets made and that's this album's been a bit like that it's been in development for a long time and then I guess the recording process wasn't very long but it's it's all the tinkering that takes
0: time and then there's some eventually just saying okay it's enough and that's stepping enough back putting it out yeah. <laughs> and saying all right we're going to release it are you planning on touring soon? I'd
2: love to. I don't have any firm plans, but I'll be popping up around the place hopefully pretty soon. I did a, I've did. done a residency at the Toffin Town in Melbourne, so that was really
0: nice. to. Yeah, kind of, that was just last month, wasn't yeah, it? Just yeah, just last
2: month. That was every Tuesday last month and to kind of get the band ready and to warm up the stage. And now we're just... I think we're waiting to actually bring out Wild Stallions, the single we just played before, mm. and then we'll book some dates in soon. So you can—I'm always going to put them up as soon as I know anything. It goes straight to my Facebook, my official page, and my website. So that's where I'll be sharing
0: that. So that—so for any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. Facebook is the is the way to go.
2: I'm actually big on the Twitters. I'm big on Twitter and okay. I'm pretty big on Facebook, and I love a bit of Instagram as well. So I'm all across
0: <laughs> the social medias now. Yeah. That's good. So if they just type in Ella Hooper, they'll find you.
2: Yeah, Ella underscore Hooper. On okay. The, on Twitter and I'm Ella Huber official on Facebook.
0: Okay, and then they can find it. And so you'll put your tour dates and stuff there so people can find definitely. out where to go and see you live yes, yes. that's that's missing.
2: I know, and I can't <laughs> – look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's definitely going to happen. I just can't say exactly
0: when. That's all right. We know. You're working on the album. hmm And we got to – you know, you've put lots of pressure, I think, on yourself to have this, this really good album. And, yes, you know, <laughs> definitely. And now we're just, just hanging for it because, you know, I've listened to a few songs off it and I've got to say I like it. Thank you very I much. I can't wait to listen to this. So hope you've all enjoyed listening to Wild Stallion. I think it's a really good song and it'll be released in three weeks.
2: Yes, that's the plan. And we have a really amazing film clip coming out with it as well that I've been working really hard on. And it's going to be freaky in a good way.
0: Freaky in a good way. A little bit freaky. Okay, good. Yes, it's
2: going to be a bit like disconcerting. So the song is, yeah, you'll see when it comes out. Definitely excited about this one.
0: Because the song is mainly about finding a, a, a man that has been tamed. Is that, is that my understanding of the song, yes? It's a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's it's, <laughs> it's
2: definitely about those ones that are hard to break and that give you trouble. And, I mean, a lot of this album is about someone giving you trouble and, and you giving trouble back. But, uh, yeah, this one's tongue-in-cheek about, you know, I want to find someone who's already broken, completely broken. But that also works in a metaphor as people who are just a mess. You know, why are we always attracted to the hard
0: Basket cases, frankly. <laughs> you need to come to the lesbian community because they're no, 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 not but all, all, but there's lovely. a lot of they're all lovely, but there's a lot of broken. In <laughs> uh,
2: well, that sounds like heaven. I'm, <laughs> I'm, no, it's not.
0: Women can be nasty and women can do some <laughs> horrible things to each other. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> and then, and then, yes, and then you look at these women and you go, no, <laughs> I'm gonna oh yeah n-
2: no no something telling no, me more no more crazy. Look, oh, I'll write a song for all the broken mares and Winnies and as well. Yeah, you
0: want the you know the the the, kiddie, just the, the song. You know The really slow. You know we just want to sit on the couch and enjoy yeah. a movie and yeah. do Where's nothing. The <laughs> hot cup of cocoa. That sounds good to me. Yeah, the hot cup of cocoa. <laughs> you know someone to rub your shoulders. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, you know going <laughs> going back to your mums and sitting in the kitchen and listening to them you know having them cook and talk to you. That's oh. like one of my favorite memories. If you can put that in a song, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm right there. I'm going to try and do that. Um, that's going
2: to be on my second chill out record you know the one where I go to India
0: yes you know just you know have your mum cooking in the background and and all that kind of stuff yeah I think that would just be a great that that's something that I'd have to do
2: okay well that's going to be number one bestseller for for the, all the relaxed types out there. I think so. No more see, I'd no never more do it with
0: worlds. my mum because she cannot sing. She's oh. a lovely woman. She can cook oh. beautifully, but she sings off-key. Just
2: keep her in the kitchen. Keep her cooking.
0: Yeah, that's what we do. Turn the radio up really loud. We're just like, mum, don't <laughs> sing. Oh. Just cook. Oh. That's your talent. We Actually, love you for that.
2: I must say, my mum's – I hope she's not listening, but she's kind of the opposite. She's a wonderful voice. Mm, cooking, not so much. <laughs> not so much with the home cooking. See, and your dad, is he a good cook? Uh, yeah, he's not bad. See, they balance each other out. Not in, 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 bad. See? Yeah. I mean, I'm spoiled now. I think I think I'm moving to Melbourne and having the food that we have here makes going home. You're like, oh, I think I'll bring some food from the city. Don't worry about it.
0: Oh, see, when I went home, I like said, my, when I came back home after being overseas for a few years, I gave my mum a list of things that she had to cook. Oh, good. On, I gave her a whole week that. of food. I said, mum, I haven't been at home for like seven years. You're cooking me this, 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 this. Oh. I said, I don't care which order.
2: <laughs> just as long as they appear.
0: I said, I want all those foods. And then I put desserts and everything oh, in there. I just wow. put the whole menu. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, mum, I've missed your food. <laughs> Favorites from childhood. <laughs> yes. It's like, you're cooking this stuff. Yum. And then it was a matter of learning them so that oh, i can try and, yes. and now you
2: can be self-sufficient
0: hopefully my mom cooks my <laughs> mom's one of those people that doesn't actually you know when she cooks she just throws things in
2: oh uh, intuitive cooks yeah oh they drive me crazy see i'm, I'm crap too i shouldn't bag my mum because i'm just as crap
0: <laughs> well i did that on the weekend i baked cookies and i tried to find my mum's recipe and i couldn't and then i thought you know what my mum and grandmother did it so i'm just gonna wing it yeah and i just threw random things in and, and how did it go and it tasted really good. People were telling me actually they're better than my mum's cookies. Oh, that's Sorry, it. Mom. you got to wing it. Okay. But I just was doing. throwing random things in. But then I said to everyone, you do realise that I will never be able to recreate these cookies <laughs> ever again because I actually don't know how much of everything I threw in. Well, maybe <laughs> that's why they taste
2: so good because they're fleeting, you know.
0: They can never be done again. Well, thank you very much, Ella, for, you know, giving us your time and, and, and sharing with us your new single.
2: It's been my pleasure. I love Joy, so I'm happy to share it with you guys first.
0: All right, so you're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on JOY 94.9.
2: Hey, this is Ella Hooper and you're listening to Laylink Link with Basha on JOY 94.9. This JOYcast is a free service oh. brought to you by JOY 94.9. Support JOY 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.